Hey y'all, and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share little tidbits, fun facts, and give you our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to check out the music videos we're discussing today, feel free to check them out on our YouTube channel and on Facebook. And with that being said, let's get it cracking. Hey, Crystal. Hello. What is going on? What's not going on? Everything. Not really. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Too much and not enough. Too much and not enough, yeah. You said it. I'll yeah. say. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing nothing too crazy to, you know, update. But um, actually, I, I was really excited about this week's artist. It was, um, I don't know, It's this artist and this album was really, really important to me in my musical journey. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. Pray tell. I know it's well. We have to discuss what what artists and album we're covering this week. That is true. That is true. And who is that? Um, we this week are discussing the one and only Tony Braxton, and the album named Tony Braxton. <laughs> Don't know where they came up with that, but alas, there it is. It's like self-titled. <laughs> A lot of these artists that we're covering, their debut albums have been uh, self-titled and they've been great. I feel like it's kind of one of those things where when you're introducing an artist to the public, you really kind of just want to like lay them there and present like kind of like their most authentic self. It's kind of like, this is me. No need to kind of get into what I feel like my art, my album is going to be about, but like, this is me. Like, Brandy, Brandy. Tevin Campbell, Tevin. Right. Well, I guess it's, yeah, it's just, it's a branding exercise, right? Because like, you don't want to have like a cool name for an album and someone is confused with what the album name is and who the artist is, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's a, a branding exercise, if you will. Exactly. So what you're telling me is that this isn't something like highly conceptual that uh, is super clever. It just kind of is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Have there been recent albums that are self-titled? I couldn't tell you. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the 90s. So I don't know what the kids are doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are albums? Who knows? No. <laughs> Who knows? But you know what? We'll do some. Uh, we'll do some research. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it. Or we could ask. We could ask the listeners. Like, um, name five uh, self-titled albums that were released in the last two years. Excellent. Let's see what they come up with. Yeah, their challenge yeah. if they choose to accept it. Tell us a little bit about Tony. Well, Tony was born Tony Michelle Braxton in Severn, Maryland on October 7th, 1967. So she recently had a birthday, so happy belated birthday. Um, she was the eldest daughter of Michael Braxton, who was a Methodist preacher, and her mom, Evelyn. If you were a watcher of the uh, 
of WeTV's Braxton Family Values. She's also known as Miss E. Oh, yeah. She was an amateur opera singer as well, which I did not know because I actually was not an avid watcher of, of um, Braxton Family Values. <laughs> she had five sisters and one brother. Um, unfortunately, her sister Tracy passed away just last year. They grew up in a very religious household, which I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. Like they were, they couldn't watch TV and they couldn't listen to secular music. So they were really kind of into their teens before they really kind of got to, before they really got exposure to those things. And I mean, I know, you know, with certain religions, you can't do certain things, but I just, I just didn't realize, I mean, seeing the Braxton's now, including Tony, it's just kind of like, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's fascinating. You're, you're just hardcore in the church all the time singing and that's all you need to do. I love how like, you know, music in general was called or, or is called secular music to really religious people. I remember a friend of mine when she, uh, she was like, oh, my parents didn't let me listen to secular music. I'm like, secular music? What, what is I'm that? Like, oh, God. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, God. <laughs> and she put up the sign of the cross once you, you said that? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so so they didn't you know and we 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 hear that a lot with the um with a lot of the R&B groups where they started out in church singing in the choir and they weren't really exposed to um you know secular music if you will or non-gospel music non-religious music and then it's kind of like at some point they aspire to break out of that gospel singing mold and then go on to this, uh, onto, onto the other side. And uh, it's always kind of viewed as a, um, it's almost like a gasp worthy moment. Like oh, you left the church, you're not singing for the Lord anymore right. in any event. Um, so she, you know, they still sang in the choir they had aspirations um, of, of being a group and singing all together. Later on, Tony went to college. She actually uh, was pursuing a teacher's degree, but then left to pursue music uh, full time. She and her sisters began performing as the Braxtons in the late 80s, and they were actually signed to Arista Records in 1989. Their first single was Good Life, which was released in 1990. I did not know that. Yeah. The song only peaked at number 79. Um, and Arista didn't really know how to market them, mainly due to the age differences of the sisters, which I didn't realize that Tony and Tamar were 10 years apart. That's a big gap. Yes. <laughs> so when they're all performing together, you've got this basically 23-year-old Tony, the oldest, the sisters, and then little Tamar, who's like 13 years old. So Arista was just kind of like, I don't know what to do or what's going on, whatever. So at that time, L.A. Reed and Kenny Babyface Edmonds, they were about to embark on their own uh, record label, LaFace. So they were looking for groups to be on their label. 
So they had just signed TLC to the label. So they weren't actually looking for another girl group, but that's when they kind of started to focus their attention on Tony because she was such the standout. I can imagine it's a tricky situation for her to be in. Mm. It's like, she's performing with her sisters. Um, they want to be a group. You've got, you know, Tony's in her twenties. She's, she's a woman for, for all intents and purposes, but still, I'm sure a little green since, you know, they grew up a little bit sheltered and, you know, you've got little Tamar, they were signed, they have this record deal. So they're like, we're a group tried and true. We're going to do this. And then to kind of be told, no, well, we only want your sister. And then for, for Tony to be told, oh, we only want you. Mm. And it's kind of like, that's awkward. She didn't even really want to do it and of course there's like emotions with the family i'm imagining kind of like why are you getting that and we aren't like you know blah 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 but but isn't that always the case right like the people who don't want things like if you want something you'll get it mm -hmm. i mean if you don't want something you'll get it if you really want something you will get it <laughs> and so since tony was kind of like eh, i can take it or leave it people were like let's sign her up yeah totally um and then you know that along with how shady the record industry is to begin with. It's almost like, yeah. I'm sure when that went down, it wasn't like, oh, well, you know, we think your sister, the breakout. So we just kind of want to work with her for a little bit. You know, I, I feel like it was, it was a little bit cutthroat. And mm -hmm. there was an interview I saw with LA and he was kind of talking about, it was an old, older interview. And he was talking about how, you know, when they first found her, then they realized it kind of wanted to just sign her. And he actually said, he was like, yeah, it took some encouragement from us. And I'm kind of like, encouragement? I don't know, if, I, I wasn't there. So I can't say this for, for, for fact, but I'm thinking I wouldn't use the word encouragement. Right. I'm thinking, persuasion, heavy persuasion, potential coercion. Like, I, I, I don't know. Right. And listen, what a distinct sound. Uh, like she has one of the most distinctive sounds and that's what yeah. it's about in this industry. Like being being different and, and, and kind of, you know, standing out. But, um, you know, fortunately for her and for them, you know, you know the family was, was fine with it. You know, they, they got over, it quickly and they kind of embraced it and you know she was off and and running so like many people starting out in the record industry they record demos to be presented to other artists who are going to record so they have a reference for what the track is going to yep. sound like so she had done a demo for love should have brought you home which was our first introduction to her as a as a solo artist and that was from the um, Boomerang album. Mm -hmm. That song was originally intended for Anita Baker. I did not know that. I did not know that. But funnily enough, when I was re-listening uh, to this album, I felt the Anita vibe. I'm like, oh, this could be Anita. <laughs> yeah, it totally was supposed to be. Um, and I believe that she was pregnant at the time, so she turned it down. But, you know, she listened to the demo and then you know, according to um, Babyface, she was like, well, I can't do it, but what about the, the woman who's singing on the demo? Like, she sounds great, like, give it to her. And 
therein a star was born. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was our first kind of introduction to her on that album. And then almost immediately after that, she recorded her, um, her debut album, her self-titled <laughs> debut album. Uh, she went on to get lots of accolades for that, Grammys, American Music Awards, and it sold over 10 million albums worldwide to date. So it's a, it's a hot one. Yeah, it is. I mean, this album was, I mean, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, no skips. Every song on this album I loved. And I would listen to it in high school. Like, it was my high school days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What, what resonated with you so with this album? Well, it leads us to the first single, or the first... Uh, video that we're going to discuss, which is another sad love song. That was perfect. <laughs> so throughout my life, I've loved or I would listen to R&B. I just, it was just something that I gravitated to um, when it came to music. And I th this album made me realize, it put a label on it because I didn't, I would never say I was an R&B head or like a, you know, a fan of R&B. Like I just didn't think of it as a genre, but hearing this song about another sad love song made me realize, oh my God, I love sad love songs. I love R&B. And that's when I realized yes. right after listening to the song a couple of times, it's like, I couldn't put my finger on it until hearing it where like, it's just another sad love song wrecking my brain like crazy. And yeah, I mean, this was formative for me because I'm like, yeah. oh, there's a name to it. This is why I love this so much. So yeah, I mean, really love this song. Um, I was really anxious child, um, especially in high school. I was always worried about getting good grades and like, mm. in the beginning I was trying to be cool, but I think like halfway through I realized I'm a big old dork and that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I realized I was really anxious and listening to slow jams and R&B really mellowed me out and really calmed me down. And um, yeah, I used to look forward to, oh, the VH1 used to have a VH1 Soul block before it became an actual channel, VH1 mm -hmm. Soul. They would always play Tony's uh, music videos in that block. And so I would always like, I didn't know what the programming was. I didn't know what the schedule was, but I would always go on to VH1 to see if they were playing a Tony Braxton um, music video. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, really formative for me. I love that. Yeah, these I I too love a sad song. You know, you know this. You have you have volumes of what what do you have? Two volumes of Dirge CDs. Like, we love a sad song. <laughs> I feel like we should ex we should explain what that is. <laughs> what? How did we come about it? I think we were just talking about how much we love really sad song yeah and then i think you were like i'll do a cd oh my gosh are we aging ourselves 
gonna, I'm gonna make a mix CD. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a playlist, but on a um, on a disc, a compact disc, compact disc, if you will. Uh, yeah, and then I made a comp a compilation of like all these really. They were all sad, but it was just like mellow jams. And um, yeah, we made two volumes of that. Um, yeah, mellow jams that really got you into your head, probably when you shouldn't be so into your head. And by you, I mean us, we, one. <laughs> us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe it's the cancer in me, right? Like, I just love a really sad song, really, like, mellow song, uh, like a nice maybe fall, maybe winter day, and, like, you get your hot cocoa, your tea, and you're just like, oh, blanky? Just like, like, <laughs> didn't we oh, mention this? like the, our last conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get your blanky. So you love fall. Got it. I love fall. <laughs> I love to live, laugh, and love. Um, but, um, I would love to like just cry it out, just cry it out. Mm. You know, like it's just something therapeutic about it. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine with being sad. You know what I mean? I think it's part of um, the human experience, right? Like you could be happy, but you could be yeah. sad too, and that's not bad. Yeah, no, that's true. That's ju just like a cancer, just crying. All, all day long, just <laughs> that's very typical. True. We're just moody. That's all. We have feelings. Uh, yeah, you do, and you hate them. I know. I don't like expressing my feelings. <laughs> I don't want people knowing how emotional I am. But listen, good thing Toni Braxton expressed herself and let us know how emotional she was. And by letting us know that, I mean Dow Simmons, Babyface, and Ellie Reed who wrote the song and produced it for her. This was the, the lead single for her. It was the first top 10 hit on the US Billboard 100 and adult contemporary charts, which we spoke about earlier, yes. uh, about kind of these R&B artists kind of, you know, shifting over to the adult contemporary charts. It actually peaked on number two on the hot R&B hip hop songs charts, and it did well in Canada and the UK, and it actually, got her her first Grammy for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance. There are actually three videos for this song. There was one video, it was filmed in 1992. It was in black and white and it featured original music that was directed by Antoine Fuqua. The second video was filmed in 1993 in color and it had exteriors from the first version and then the third version was more of a remix version that was for wider appeal. Remember when they used to do that all the time? That'd be like the different video for Europe. I think the idea was like, I guess we weren't global. I mean, some audiences in a different country react to different things, you know, but I feel like now that that's kind of changed, right? Yeah. Like I feel like we're more, we're more global as a, as a people. Yeah, it's a different time. And with social media, it's like everything is for, for every, everywhere, more or less, with a few except, exceptions, but definitely not like it used to yeah, be. Yeah, I was gonna say the interwebs, but you're right, <laughs> social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and also one too, I didn't note this, but the second video was directed by Ralph Zyman. Um, and that was the one that we 
Which one do we see more of, the black and white one or the color? I'm going to say I was introduced to the remix. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's the one that was on heavy rotation on VH1. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, the first one, the, the black and white radio. I think this is the first time. The first two, uh, it was the first time I've actually seen them. I was surprised. Um, all right, so the black and white, picture this. Like, you press play on this black and white video, and suddenly it's like stepping into a rainy scene straight out of a film noir. Film um, noir? Yes. Film noir? <laughs> <laughs> um, dramatic much? <laughs> Uh, yep. It turns out the scene is being projected onto a wall in a large room. And who's there? Well, the fabulous Tony Braxton, chilling in a chair next to this massive metallic sphere uh, with a spotlight that screams, look at me, I'm fabulous. <laughs> Tony's outfits, uh, her fits on point. Uh, she has a, a white shirt and a black bra because why not? and those high-waisted tight-ass black jeans and don't forget the studded actually you know i thought they were studded leather wrist cuffs when i uh originally saw it the first time i saw it the second time i saw it um she had pearls like the pearl cuffs um which i thought this is a fashion statement Mm. um tony begins to sing and the projection behind her are shots of her in a trench coat performing the songs the song in the rainy streets and so it's very meta um just like tevin that we mentioned um so (laughs) because basically we're watching her perform projected on a wall but she's also performing in the room to us Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she stands up when the refrain kicks in while we see her singing in the rain with an umbrella on the projection so i said double the tony double the fun love it so cue the spotlight extravaganza. Uh, we're getting a lot of spotlight action. On the second verse, Tony is rocking it, interacting with this giant sphere. And we're getting lots of aerial shots of her. Oh boy, when we hit the bridge, it's singing in the rain time because Tony's getting drenched and we see a gentleman dancing in the streets like Gene Kelly. And all the while, Tony's in dark um, and we see glimpses of her when the light strobes as it's lighting her on set. So I said, call her a storm because uh, all the rain, the darkness and strobing lights is giving X-Men vibes. Um, so <laughs> Tony's got this arm choreography going on. She's like spinning and, and hitting those, those high notes like she's summoning the rain. Um, she's basically like evoking the song. I mean, she looks gorgeous, and I mean, it looks like a um, a De Beers ad. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the first music video. The second version is in color, as you mentioned. Uh, we see footage that was being projected on the wall from the black and white version, as well as additional footage. Uh, the singing in the rain type footage is interlaced with shots of Tony Braxton in a mesh black shirt, a black bra and a black choker with a gold medallion on it um and she's singing into this old-timey microphone her hair it's slicked to the side like it's all business uh we see tony singing in the rain drenched even though she has an umbrella (laughs) Um, she's wearing a silver metallic raincoat Uh, like in the first black and white music video we see a man dancing in the rain with a hat and trench coat so cue the gene kelly vibes Mm -hmm. 
And in the narrative, Tony is standing in the rain and a car pulls up in front of her and she sees her reflection. Uh, Tony looks in and is not impressed and signals the car to leave. Uh, she gives the car a, a sign saying, uh, move along, nothing to see here. When the bridge of the song hits, Tony is evoking the song again. The raincoat? Off it goes, revealing an all-black ensemble and a little black dress with sleeves and leggings to boot. And you know, I never seen anyone caress the side of her face that way, the way Tony does. Mm -hmm. I think we all need to take lessons on how, uh, well, basically the art of uh, caressing your face. Because she's always just like subtly touching her face. It is an art. <laughs> but it doesn't look fake. Yeah. It mm -hmm. looks like that's something you need to do. Just like caress the side of your face. Yeah. It works for her. Because she's gorgeous. One of her signatures. Yeah. So the third video, hold on to your umbrellas because we're about to mm -hmm. dive into the remix. Um, so it's a modern day spin on this rainy drama. Uh, so Tony makes her grand entrance through some beaded curtains. She's rocking a velvet burgundy asymmetrical off the shoulder mini dress with one sleeve and cuts to a close up of her singing into the same old timey microphone. And I thought, velvet? Do we want to get that wet? <laughs> um, so anyways, we later see her wearing this outfit while she's performing on stage with her band in a jazz club. Uh, we then see Tony singing by a window while the rain hits and um, we see flashes of lightning. Here she's wearing a nude suede empire waist fringe dress and the choker we saw uh, in the earlier videos. And again, I thought, suede? Let's not get that wet. <laughs> in the music video, we see a story where Tony and her boo are having a spat. Uh, she's like, bye, Felicia, and walks out into the rain. He's also over it because he doesn't follow her, and he jumps back into his ride. So I said, rain one, relationship zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tony proceeds to go into different rooms in her apartment which has really high ceilings. Um, I thought, how much is this costing her? Because, you know, I don't want to have an apartment like that. <laughs> um, it looks like it has a great view and it has ginormous windows. And at one point we see Tony's love, love interest and he's in bed topless, showing his armpits and he's really hot. Um, but no, seriously, like he's showing his pits, which I thought, this is weird. <laughs> Well, we all can see why she's distraught because he's really hot. Yeah. So we go back to the club and Tony is belting out the song to Mr. No Shirt. Uh, we know it's him because there's a silhouette of him at the club and she's performing the song to him. And so I thought, is this passive aggressive or just a groovy performance? Either way, we're entertained. <laughs> we get a great transition when Tony turns the knob of her radio while she's in bed. And then we transition to Tony's boo, who's doing the same on his radio from his bed. Tony is singing into a, into a mirror and then later singing to her reflection in the window. And I thought, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the sassiest one of them all? And uh, it's Tony. <laughs> so, uh, which reminds me, have you ever cried or stared at yourself in a mirror <laughs> while you were? Right. Um, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. Everyone say has that, done that. 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 doesn't feel comfortable. That feels like something that I wouldn't want to do. But maybe I have. 
You never want to see what you look like when you're crying. No. Mm, Absolutely not. I think we've I think we've all done it once in our lives and uh, we're just not proud of it. I don't I mean maybe. Listen, I'll never I'll never confirm or deny that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do that every time I cry, I run to a mirror. Um anyways. So, uh her sassy neck choreography is on point. Um someone should give this woman a medal because that's like iconic, you know, Tony Braxton just like moving her neck back and forth while she's singing. It's what I call uh no she better don't attitude. <laughs> but can we discuss the boom cat on this song on the remix? Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember it being this good. I mean, I had it like when I re-listened to it. It's like there's more of a beat. Oh, interesting. You definitely hear at one point where um it sounds like it's playing out of an old-timey radio. And so I thought it was cool. And then we end the music video with her caressing her face um, in the black mesh outfit. So a lot of like face caressing, which um, like I said, it looks so natural, it looks so good, it doesn't feel fake at all, it feels genuine. <laughs> yeah, and this is, you know, this is our, our first introduction to her on her on her own, not being, you know, involved in a compilation. This is kind of like her. So you know, what better way than to come out with, with a song that everybody can relate to? Because when you're going through a breakup, oh my goodness, it's almost like there's nothing but sad songs on the radio. Yeah. And she's so, she's so cute. She had this great voice that you haven't heard any sound like this before. Mm. Um, and her cute little little pixie cut. And yeah, just kind of really embodying these songs. And there was a, a such a sexiness to her. I love that you you brought up the hair, right? Because that was really iconic. Oh yeah, definitely. Halle Berry had short hair, mm-hmm. Tony had short hair, and I I mean, I think that gave a lot of women another option, you know. Yeah. And and I think that that was one of the things that you know, when she broke out onto her own, I think her hair was one of the first things to go. <laughs> to kind of, yeah. you know, make her a little bit more mature. And she could pull it off. Yep. Not everyone can pull off a short hair style, but she she had this this hairstyle for um for years. That was synonymous with her. It's like, oh, the Tony Braxton haircut. Yep. She is a great artist. You know, again, this was the 90s, but it was a different vibe than the other artists that we've that we've covered. It was just like her own unique vibe, a little bit more grown up, but still amazing. And even like you said, you were in high school, like you were grooving. It wasn't just for one demographic. She definitely had a wide appeal. And then can I just say um, that Babyface, from a lyrical standpoint. Oh my God. Amazing, like what he did with lyrics. I think it's a special skill to be able to, you know, write songs and then for an artist 
to be able to translate that into its own special song. Like if you read some of his lyrics, like for instance, this one is one part of it is here come the strings, then somebody sings, only takes a beat, and then it starts killing you, darling. Like if you read that, it doesn't mean much to me just reading that, but when Tony adds her flavor to it, it's just like, oh my God, she's really bringing these lyrics to life. And it's, they're a little bit transformative. Like that, that lyric and the way she, you know, riffs on those words, it's mm. just genius, I tell you. Oh my God, it's, it's art, it's art, yeah, right? It's talent and art, oh my God, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it's the, the, the amazing things that they were able to do with this music, I mean, I don't even know if I'll be able to breathe again. <laughs> yeah. Beat me to it. You beat me to it. <laughs> Listen, which leads us to our next <laughs> single, which was Tony's first international hit. peaked at number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number four on the Billboard Hot R&B singles and adult contemporary charts. It also did pretty well on um, on charts in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and Europe. Do you know who this song was originally intended for? Oh, um, Celine Dion? No, but close. <laughs> Oh, who's who is like Celine Dion? Not close at um, all. <laughs> um, okay, great. It was originally <laughs> intended for TLC. What? No. No. Yes. Yes. So um Tony did a little interview at some point on the interwebs. Go find it. The first verse of this song was intended for T-Boz to sing. So it was kind of like, and well, I, I'm not going to vocalize it, but yeah, you the, the, the part, the, <laughs> it's, I'm not going to do it justice, but um, it was very T-Boz because kind of was like, and I can't stop thinking about like with, with like the T-Boz flow. Oh yeah. And then Tony got a hold of it and she was like, oh, I kind of like, like, I kind of like this song. Can I try it? And then she kind of had T-Boz in mind, but then put her flavor on it. And when you listen to like T-Boz has a very deep voice. So when you listen to it and you hear that, that verse, it kind of makes sense that it might have been originally for, for T-Boz, but then Tony just took it and flipped it. And I You know, I'll look into um, see if we could create AI with having TLC do the song to see what it sounds like. Because oh, wow. we have technology that can do that now, right? That is true. Let's let's see what you come up with. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Actually, I think it's lot. probably pretty easy. I think it'll be 
I think it'll sound good. I think it'll be a groove. I think it'll be a bop. <laughs> um, so yeah, this won her a Grammy Award for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance in 1995. And the video was filmed in England and is set in black and white. Um, and it shows Tony Braxton running through a maze with a, with a love interest whose name is Wade Tolera. He was a model. Is that true? I thought that was Tyson Beckford. I'm pretty sure Tyson Beckford was in a different video, but- I know. This this video was, I mean, in the which video, maybe we're looking at different videos. I don't know, I pulled up his IMDB and, and Breathe Again came up. I did notice that on the IMDB, but when you look at the actual video, that is not Tyson Beckford. All right. Could have been a young Tyson. That looks like a hundred shades lighter? I don't know. Or are you one of those who think all black people look alike? I said none of those words. Uh, but we could ask the listeners to say <laughs> who they think it looks like. <laughs> okay. So the music video starts. Uh, for a split second, we see a, an English estate, and then Tony magically appears running into the entrance of a hedge maze. Uh, she's wearing that white 17th century dress, and uh, she reaches the first crossroad of the maze and looks both ways and decides to go stage left. I'm thinking maybe she shouldn't have done that because um, she gets lost. <laughs> so we see Tony with tendrils giving the illusion of long hair. Um, and it's a look that we haven't seen before because we know Tony for her iconic short hair, as we just mentioned. Um, and so she's running because, let's just say a model is chasing her. <laughs> and um, <laughs> probably because uh, he's wearing uh, bridges uh, that come right below his knees, a uh, plaid vest with no shirt underneath, and a newsboy hat. I love a newsboy she's hat. She's running because- Just to say, sorry. I do, I love, uh, yeah, I mean, I still- Didn't wear. mean to interrupt you, um, but- <laughs> No, no, interrupt all the way. Um, <laughs> so she's running because, she knows that he should be wearing a, a, like a Tudor flat hat or a Cavalier hat, which is like a wide brim hat. So basically um, it's not period. So she's like, I gotta get away from this guy. Mm -hmm. So um, she slows down and walks through a, a colonnade of trees. And we see images of the model walking behind um, between the trees. Um, so then uh, the pursuit continues in the hedge maze and we see an aerial shot of the two running. And at one point, Tony says, I'm exhausted. This dress is too fucking heavy and hot. <laughs> and so she takes it off and is completely nakies. And now she could breathe again. So um, she's a trooper because even in her birthday suit, she, uh, she has to sing her heart out and she does. Uh, so she finds her groove in the maze all the while maintaining that iconic short hair look. And I said, work it, Tony. <laughs> it seems like Tony finds a little black dress in the maze because she ends up wearing that as she continues to run, but she's dressed in a modern day fit. The video ends with her in that chic little black dress magically popping up at the end of the maze. And at the end of the song, uh, she ends it with a deep breath and exhales. And that's the music video. She was just waiting to exhale. 
Oh, That's what she was waiting for. is is that like foreshadowing of a possible uh, soundtrack feature? Maybe. Let it flow. One of my favorite Tony songs. So she was foreshadowing. She needed to breathe again. <laughs> Amazing. Um, according to Wikipedia, the music video director, Randy St. Nicholas, um, didn't actually like the maze part. She thought it looked like piles of dirt. So um, that's why they kind of went the black and white route. Oh. Black and white is a little bit more forgiving. Okay. Um, and she said it looked, it looked better in black and white. Um, and in regards to the dress, Tony said per Wikipedia, quote, I remember my stylist was going crazy trying to find a 17th century dress and my hair was short and I didn't want to wear wigs and my stylist put these little extensions in my hair and it was so cold and the dress was so heavy. And then th th they used that for the, for the narrative and she was able to break free from that, uh, that, that clothing. Wait, so she, they said it was cold and, and then she was like running around nakies? I mean... And the model didn't have a shirt under his vest? Oh, man. Crazy. Gotta get the shot. The things they did back in the 90s. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this song was one of the ones because it was mm -hmm. like the vocal performance was, was one thing. Um, and the lyrics were another thing. But it's kind of like, it's pretty deep when you were in such a a way that you are just kind of like, if I don't, if you are not in my life, I will die. <laughs> but, but saying it subtly, like I'll just, subtly. I'll never breathe again, which sounds better than I'm gonna die. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because like revisiting these sad love songs, I'm like, it's, some of it seems a little unhealthy, right? <laughs> oh, 100%. 100 you want to think about like well why do they feel like this is it some past trauma that makes them feel like that you know what I mean? like it's like huh makes you I, yeah. which makes me like rethink all the things i know <laughs> i know it, but you know what it is it is very dramatic and it is very uh victorian if you will it is mm. very shakespearean like yes. like for just think about it. when i was reading um the lyrics i immediately thought of bridgerton like mm. imagine um the duke talking to old girl if i never feel you in my arms again if i never feel your tender kiss again if i never hear i love you now and then will i never make love to you once again please understand if love ends then I promise you, I promise you that, that I shall never breathe again. Breathe again. <laughs> oh my God, Crystal. Like, right? And like, seen. I, I can see that being said in that setting. And, you know, was it toxic back in those days? 100%. Are they trying to, 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 um, uh, uh, pawn it off as being like romantic and and chivalrous. Yes, but that's that's the issue. Listen, that's a whole other podcast. We can do a whole I... other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But 
after that performance, do we need to talk to Babyface and L.A. Reid and talk about a musical using a jukebox musical using the uh, I think so the songs Maybe. of Tony Braxton? Maybe I think. Listen, Babyface's entire canon for sure should definitely yeah. be a musical. Yes, whoever's listening, make it happen. Talk to <laughs> yeah. the people. We'll help you out. Yeah, we can be, we'll have, we'd love to have meaningful consultation on that. Thank you very much, whoever's listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just the deep, the deepness and just like the, ang- like the angst. It's just like you felt it. Like, and then the exhale at the end, it's just kind of like, no, 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 you will breathe again. Like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You're fine. Yeah. Imagine seven whole days of that. Oh my god, that's good. That's good. Seven whole days of that. Yeah. So, you know, she's taking us on a journey. Like, you know, she's breaking up. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like, oh, my gosh, all these sad songs, too much. And then she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to die without you. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And then she kind of flips it a little. And then she's kind of like, you know what? This Mickey Freaky he hasn't reached out to me in seven whole days. Oh my God. I mean, again, what's your problem? Like seven whole days, that's not acceptable. Seven whole days, seven whole ass days. Seven whole nights. That's rude. This single was not commercially released in the US, so it was ineligible to chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Is that true? That's what the week you said. That's, you know how that we talked about this in other, episodes where it was like a weird chart thing and it didn't it wasn't like an official single or maybe it was timing and they it just wasn't you know a commercial release but this was a big song and i like how it didn't matter because we all loved it mm-hmm. it successfully topped the hot r&b hip-hop airplay and adult r&b songs chart the official music video was shot while Tony was on tour with her four sisters and they were featured as background singers. Yeah. The video starts with Tony all in blue, uh, probably hinting that the girls are going to be singing the blues. Mm. Uh, Hot take. Tony's on stage at a women's radiothon um, because, Mm -hmm. you know, radiothons, right? (laughs) So anyways, as you mentioned, she's backed by her sisters, Tracy, Tawanda, Trina, and Tamar. And Tony really likes a tight, short dress and a high waist, because uh, that's what she's wearing. Um, we see a woman uh, tear away her office calendar page that reads Monday, February 7th. But also she tears February 8 and 9 in the process. Uh, did we notice the Sister Spraxons all have bobs except for Tony and Tamar. Now that you mention it, I do. Who kind of hit stardom? 
Tony and Tamar. So maybe the pubs were not uh, helping. <laughs> maybe not. Interesting. How do you feel about that? As a lover of bobs, how do you feel about that? You know, not all bobs are created equal. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> So we, uh, so we get the close-up of the Braxton sisters singing with those old-timey mics again. They love an old-timey mic. I love that. I love those mics. Tony's mic reads on the air, and they're shot in black and white with a bluish tone. The background singers, the choreography is amazing. Um, it's just typical background singer, like, choreo, which is, like, I just love. Um, so we go back to homegirl who was tearing the calendar pages sitting at the desk and so she's holding one and she crumples up the page and uh, and throws it into a garbage bin. We see another lady with her family and she has a calendar on the wall with six days crossed out and she's just standing there looking at the calendar because that's what people used to do back in the day. They would just stare at their calendars and wait. <laughs> sure. So we finally see her x out on the seventh day and then we see a third lady in a bathroom and she's drinking her woes away and her friends are trying to snap her out of it they're wiping her tears but girl has a glass of red wine in the bathroom sink she has the radio in the bathroom <laughs> and she took the phone into the bathroom so she wouldn't miss her gentleman's call she is going through it if you miss that call like are they going to call again you're convincing yourself in your head they're absolutely not. So you need to be there for that particular call. Yeah, because I guess we didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> yeah, they called when I was in the bathroom. Anyways, so, <laughs> so um, then we see three uh, friends in an iconic 90s fashion. Uh, they have the high ponytail with bangs and sunglasses on their heads, uh, listening to the woman's radiothon in their Jeep. And they are dancing it out, they're jamming out. Uh, we then see the first lady with her office calendar on day 19th, she's continuing to tear those pages and throw, uh, throw it into the garbage. I'm like, girl, it's been more than seven days, let it go. And maybe get a new calendar. You're officially ghosted. Yes, officially ghosted. And then we end with the sister Spraxton's singing us out. And Tony's doing her sassy neck choreo. Fun fact that, uh, you know, Tamar is not credited as a background singer on this track, but she's in the music video. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Look at that. Yeah, I got a few things I noticed about this video. So as you mentioned, you know, she started off on February 7th with a calendar. So if it was the seventh and she hadn't heard from that mofo for seven whole days, that mofo missed Valentine's Day. <gasps> You're absolutely right. Which, come on, guy. It's not like he chose the seventh day to be like, hey, here I am. It was, you know, like you mentioned, the 19th. Oh, wow. So he had no intentions. He's just a bad, bad man. He did not want to celebrate that Hallmark holiday. He definitely did not. He didn't. But you know what? That would have meant a lot to Tony. I know it. Um, and he let her down. And that's, you know, that is what it is. Can we just talk about, like, <laughs> old girl in the bathroom? Oh, my God. She was going through it. She is going through it. Like, her her friend is, like, patting her, her face down, but, like, not wiping her tears. <laughs> 
but she's like sweating. It's like she's wiping the sweat because she's just going through it. And when she helps her up, she can like barely walk. <laughs> Why are we laughing? <laughs> I mean, because if you've ever waited for somebody to call and it didn't happen, you might have felt like that but when you look back you're kind of like oh that was silly i'm sure looking back now she thinks that's silly yeah i think her friends are like oh god this drama queen <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but you know what like good friends they just say you know what we're just gonna be here here for her just like your your you know your good good girlfriend when you drink a little too much if you just need somebody to hold your hair back while you were thrown up oh my her friends are kind of like you know what he's trash in their heads they're like he's trash f him but you're gonna be okay girl you're gonna be okay I get it I know woo 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 yes you're gonna be okay that's a that's a good good friend she reaches for the wine glass and the friend's like no. Stop. Because <laughs> she realizes that it might be the start of a problem. So again, yeah. <laughs> a good friend, a sign of a good friend. And and again, with the, you know, with the lyrics, a bit of an anthem, seven whole days and not a word from you, seven whole nights, I'm just about through. I can't take it, won't take it, can't take it no more. I had about enough of you. I'd rather be on my own. Yes, on my own. My own. Because listen, you can do bad by yourself. Yeah. You don't need somebody who's just not going to be considerate of your time. Just call me and tell me that you're okay. Tell me, listen, you're not going to hear from me for seven whole days. Give me a heads up. <laughs> That's okay. I could have worked with that. But then just to just like nothing, nothing? Come on. Rude. My mom always says, um, better no company than bad company. You ain't said nothing but a word. You want someone to say, you mean the world to me and I will be here. We all want to mean the world to somebody. I think that's natural. Anybody who says that they don't want that, that's their, their line. <laughs> their line. Um, which leads us to our next single, which is You Mean the World to Me. Another Daryl Simmons Babyface Ellie Reed collaboration came out in April of 1994. Lionel C. Martin directed this video. Fun fact about this song, this also was intended for Anita Baker, which if you think about it, you can totally hear that. Yeah. I could totally that could easily this could easily be an Anita, Anita Baker song. It charted within the top ten on most of the um main US billboard charts, and then it did well all over the world. And listen, it made Tony Braxton an international um, superstar. The DP for this music video was Daniel Pearl. And we are familiar with him because he also shot The Rain, Missy Elliott, as well as Whitney Houston, Faith Evans, and Kelly Price's Heartbreak Hotel. DP means director of photography, right? That is correct. And not double print penetration. That is also correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just for the listeners to know. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. The cinematographer for You Mean the World to Me, yes, has done some some other things as well. So, you know. He may have DP'd. Um, <laughs> so, that's not true. Okay. But speaking of the fine work, uh, 
the director of photography did. We start with a shot of the ocean and then we see Tony with a reflection of water on her face. And we also see Tony through what seems like to be like a fish tank. Tony's lounging by the pool with her boo. There are shots of Tony all in white playing a white piano. Tony looks into the fishbowl while her love interest enters without a shirt. Uh, she's wearing his white dress shirt and he touches and kisses her hand and she doesn't feel convinced that she can believe him. I could tell by the face that she was making. So he's not wearing a shirt and has a towel around. He puts the towel around his junk and kisses <laughs> her on the neck and she's loving every minute of it. Tony sings the refrain in a black vest with no shirt underneath showing her belly and blue jeans and this takes place at night. She's by the pool with a spotlight on her and she's being really extra. She's straddling a chair. She's giving a lot of uh, arm movement. She's giving all kinds of swag. Then we're transported to an evening with Tony and her boo on a boat. I think the name of the boat is called Seduced because we <laughs> could read it on the Lifesavers. Life um, and they're all in, they're both in white. Uh, then we have black and white flashbacks of her love interest making her a meal and she can't eat it. And she tries to feed it to the dog, but the dog won't bite. So her boo says, fine, I'll taste it. And it's not good. Meanwhile, Tony is cracking the fuck up. <laughs> uh, we later see Tony washing a white convertible and, or maybe waxing it down. But basically it seems like she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, she's never done it. We see her boo walking down. Uh, the white stairs with his shirt unbuttoned, showing his amazing abs and nips uh, while she's playing the piano. Uh, he takes a flower and brushes it on Tony's neck. I'm not sure if she enjoys it, but she smiles. Uh, maybe she's ticklish, but uh, he proceeds to kiss her on the neck and she does act like she uh, she loves it and she smiles. And um, yeah, it's a pretty low-key music video. I think it's more about the performance and the lyrics. Yeah. Um, another hot guy in this video. Yeah. So you didn't shy away from the hot dudes in the videos. And we like that. Yeah, we love it. We're here for it. You know how, like, people are called, like, video vixens? Mm -hmm. Like, would he be considered, like, a video bro? I've never heard that term before, but sure. Let's make it a thing. Yeah. Tony's video bro interest <laughs> here was named Michael Calvin Bacon, who also starred as J.B. Reese on a syndicated television series called VR Troopers. Are you familiar with VR Troopers? VR Troopers was kind of like a Power Rangers, like 3.5. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, Power Rangers did well. We're going to have VR Troopers. Yeah, I'm not familiar with VR Troopers, but I thought the video bro was great to look at. So thank you for that. Great abs, great nips. Yeah. I love how the, you know, you know, we had these little vignettes of them interacting and they were just, you know, doing these fun little scenes, acting out different things and, you know, she just wanted him to know that he meant the world to her. And again, I have to go back to, to the lyrics on this. Simple lyrics, but, you know, Tony embodying them, Tony personifying them, just really gave it some life. Like, 
I'm going to call out the bridge specifically. I love a bridge. There's a feeling in my heart that I know I can't escape. So please don't let me fall. Don't let it be too late. Oh, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> what? That's a lot. What? Yeah, yes. Nope. No pressure. Yes. yes. And then just, you know, because you mean the world to me. You mean the world to me? All of the world? That's what you mean to me? That's a lot. Yeah. She really let him know that I belong to you. Let me count how many ways. <laughs> it's my goal to just get worse and worse with the segues. I feel like it's mission accomplished. Yeah, good. Yes. <laughs> so I Belong to You was the last single. It was, a, it was an I Belong to You with the B-side of how many ways. There was no accompanying music video for I Belong to You, but... It did get Tony a nomination for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance at the 1996 Grammy Awards. And it peaked at number 28 on the Billboard Hot 100. How Many Ways was um, the B-side to that. And this was built around a sample of a song by the Headhunters featuring the Pointer Sisters. The name of the song was called God Make Me Funky. Yeah. Um, I used to love this song. I love this song because it was like up-tempo compared to the other songs, right? Like you could kind of bop to this song. Um, and um, yeah, um, it felt like a lighter Tony. Yeah. Um, and that it makes sense with the music video, right? Because it takes place um, near the beach. Um, so we're, we start with Tony singing by the beach uh, under some palm tree shade. And throughout the video, we see a man getting closer to her from a lifeguard station. Uh, we see her hugging and playing around with, the, with this man. They're both wearing all black. And they're on uh, which looks like uh, a blanket on some lush grass having a picnic and turns out the man is baby Shamar Moore. And so we see, (laughs) we see Shamar give Tony a white rose and she's excited. Um, He feeds her strawberry and she's all about it. Um, Then he pushes her away because he starts eating the strawberries on his own. Like get out of the way. Because he's hungry. (laughs) Because he was hungry. (laughs) And at one point he has two grapes dangling from his mouth and he's trying to feed her. Odd, but hot. Tony dances with the ocean behind her, and she's wearing a Tweety Bird baseball cap with a big T on it. The water is murky, and it's not really crystal clear. And I thought, this isn't very inviting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just because you see a beach doesn't mean it's gorgeous. Right. At one point, she flips her a cap to the back. Uh, do you remember when that was a thing? Flipping your cap to the back? Yep. Yes. I feel like that was that time. Anyways, uh, when she starts counting the waves, she gets on her knees in the sand. And again, the beach doesn't look clean. (laughs) I'm like, 
could you not have gotten a better spot? <laughs> um, then we see Tony wearing a, uh, a black cyclist hat towards the back and her black outfit. And she's in the passenger side of a red Jeep with Shamar driving. And she's straddling the Jeep with no seatbelt. She's distracting him while he's driving. She steals his sunglasses and tries them on. And I said, this is reckless. <laughs> he could have gotten into a car accident. Anyways, at one point, we see Tony on a balcony singing to Shamar, uh, who's down below, and we're getting his POV. And he tries to hand her a rose, but he can't reach her. She's too far up. But yeah, it felt like a vacation uh, video. They're like, let's go to some island and... Um, quote unquote shoot a music video <laughs> yeah um but it, you know it, like i said it's it's a really like light version of tony because we we always see tony all done up and you know looking gorgeous and not to say that she doesn't look gorgeous but she's, she's she looks relaxed which is uh, how you feel when you love someone and you have to count the ways yeah and again i have to bring it back to the lyrics for a second um, one of my favorite parts is toward the end when she's like, let me tell you one, two, I love you, three, four, so much more. that ass <laughs> but yeah that kind of like that's that giddiness you have when you're when you're young right because like the you know one two buckle my shoe three four yeah yeah, yeah. Three, like, totally so it's that uh, it, it's a youthful vibe yeah 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 it's just fun it's just like light it's innocent um, I didn't mention this before, but this actually uh, was written by Tony Vincent Herbert, who actually, we spoke about him before because he was instr instrumental in Lady Gaga's career. And then he went on to marry Tamar Braxton. They're divorced now. All is well. I think everybody's moved on, whatever. Um, and then Field, Ben Garrison, Keith Miller, and Noel Goring, and then Vincent Herbert produced it. Then there was a remix produced as well. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. But the video for the remix was the same as the video for the regular version. They just you know. But there are two there are two videos. I like to fashion myself as a bit of a purist, so I always <laughs> like the original version. <laughs> I like the original version um, better than the um, than the remix. I mean, the remix was fine. And I get it. I feel like it was it was made specifically for like the quiet storm, just like a little bit sexier vibe. But I like the um, the original version. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think it um, it it livened up the album a bit. Yeah. So this was this was a great album. Lots of hits. Definitely put Tony Braxton on the scene. She's actually sold all her albums total like 70 million plus albums worldwide, which is massive, but oddly enough, not quite on the list because the list kind of starts at like 75 million, oh. which, but 70 is like a lot. <laughs> like that's, that's crazy, but um, not taking anything away. Like she's amazing. 
I do kind of feel like she's a little bit underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like she's a little bit underrated, but I, I think she's the perfect, the prime example of an artist who had such a unique sound. It's like a lot of artists these days, they sound alike. Like very few of them are are have that unique vocal tone. And I'm not taking anything like I, I love them. They sound great. Um, but, you know, Tony Braxton doesn't sound like anybody. Maybe she reminds you a little bit of Anita Baker, but they don't sound alike. Anita Baker doesn't sound sound like anybody. She yeah. may remind you of somebody else, but they're all kind of like unique. Tina Turner's voice, did just super unique. That's a feat. That's amazing and, you know, deserves all the accolades. She actually is in the 2024 class to have a um, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which I think is pretty awesome. And, you know, she's dabbled in acting. I'm pretty sure she was Belle on Broadway for a brief stint. Yes, I saw her. Oh, you did? Yep. Amazing. Yes, yes. And she was amazing, of course. I love that. And she was the first, she was the only Black Belle on Broadway, even to this day. I think there was another actress in the UK's version that was, that was a Black woman, but I love that. And she's just, she's still, you know, out here kind of doing her thing, just kind of existing. I just really want her to get her, her flowers because yeah. she really has done a lot for the culture and doing all that despite having lupus, which can be a debilitating yeah. disease that kind of like really saps you of your of your energy um, amongst a bunch of other symptoms and, and, and side effects. So shout out to Miss Toni Braxton for just kind of like being in the game, being with her family, just singing these songs with her special voice. Didn't she also do something... Um, did she do like a, the Cuff It Challenge? I feel like she sang a Beyonce song on TikTok not long ago. Oh, no, I didn't see that. No, you didn't see that? Okay. I didn't see that, but... If we find it, we're going we're gonna to put it on the, uh, on the playlist. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like, like you said, her voice iconic. I mean, how often do you hear like a woman sing so deep, like a, such a low register? I mean, I think that was refreshing at the time because like... You know, we have all these like you know singers hitting the high notes, but she was going deep, and yeah, that's yeah because that's soul, right? Like it's the blues. It's you gotta kind of get it have to go low before you can go high. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that brings us to the point of the show that uh, we call. Uh, so, uh, what are you listening to? So we have 30 seconds to seven whole days <laughs> to talk about the songs we're listening to this week. Uh, it doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist, but it can. Uh, it doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. It doesn't have to have a music video, but it can. So um, yeah, Crystal, I'm going to ask you, what are you listening to? So I decided that I am listening to multiple things this week. And by multiple, I just mean two. 
last week. Last week I hit you with the one and you hit me with the three. So this week I'm gonna hit you with the two. <laughs> nice. So two things, Babyface, great artist in his own right. His first album, come on. Mm. Talk about a slow jam. What? Like, no, he knows his way around the slow jam. So this week I have been listening to The Deal, Two Occasions. Oh which my was the group God. that Babyface was, was in. Um, way back in, we're talking, in the 80s. Yeah. But you will hear the song occasionally on The Quiet Storm. I think it is very timeless. It is called Two Occasions. Um, there is a video for this song. Yes. It's it's very 80s. Yes. <laughs> but speaking about, about lyrics, I only think of you on two occasions. That's day and night. You don't have to say shit else. You don't you know, have to say shit else. <laughs> that sums it up. You know, I, I use that. I still use that. I think about this song probably like once a month, for sure. Same. It's classic. Yep. Such a good pick. So, yeah. If you're not familiar with that, listeners, it's it's a classic. Check it out. Dedicated to your boo. Um, <laughs> the second song I'm listening to is called... I feel like you might have put this... I heard the song before, but I think you put this on a playlist for me and kind of like brought it back into my ether oh. a few years ago. This song came out in 2010, and it was called Make My Heart. Do you remember that song? By who? By Tony Braxton. You make my heart. Oh, yes. Yes. There were remixes galore. Yes. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that song. It's a bop. This was 13 years ago. Miss Tony had dancers. There are people voguing. There are people, you know, ballroom dancing. There was a larger body woman. There were old people in this video. Like, it was very inclusive. Let's just say that. Ahead of her time. Um, and it's a bop. Yes. And again, kind of a little bit of a, of, of a full circle from the video that we spoke about. What was the one where the sisters were in, singing in the background? Seven Old Days. Seven Old Days, yes. The, the sisters made an appearance in this video as well, as well as, as the mom too. So, um, Tony keeping it in the, uh, keeping it in the family. For you listeners out there, I feel like this song is 100% worthy of some type of TikTok challenge. So get on it. Oh my God. Really good, Crystal. Nobody cares about that anymore. What they do care about is what are you listening to? Oh, okay. So I am still listening to three songs. <laughs> I love it. Buckle up. I am definitely listening to um, a Boomerang soundtrack. Love it. Love should have brought you home last night. Um, because it is also featured in this album. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, the music video is great. Um, it starts with Holly Berry uh, telling Eddie Murphy um, that she's sick and tired of men using love like it's some kind of disease you could just catch. Uh, love should have brought your ass home last night. Um, and that's how we start the music video. Yes. But yeah, no, I mean, that song, it, it just fits in the album. And it's such a, 
a love song, but it's it's about, you know, empowerment, right? It's like, hey, love should have brought you home last night. You should have been with me. You should have been by, by my side. So good. And of course, the track I love the most on that soundtrack is Give You My Heart. And so it's Babyface featuring Tony Braxton. And this is such a happy song. It's about someone who brings you joy and happiness. And so they'll give you their heart. Um, and, you know, we were talking about Babyface. Um, this is in the music video. Babyface has his shirt open. And I thought, okay, Babyface. Because I never really thought of Babyface as like, you know, like sexy. But I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and that's where we are introduced to Tony. At least that's, this is the first song I knew of Tony. Mm-hmm. So yeah listening to that so that's such a fun little happy number so if you're if you're ever down play this it'll, it'll put you in a good mood okay love it and then lastly i'm listening to love and war by tamar braxton that was a good one because all this talk about tamar i'm like oh my god remember that tamar song that was so good not to say that she has doesn't have other ones uh, but yeah that's uh you know black and white video with her on the beach and she looks amazing and yeah, it's just like, you know, sometimes in relationships there's love and sometimes it's war. But um, it's such a well, well-written well song and the way she performs it. So yeah, so that's kind of what I'm listening to. Love it. Oh my God, Crystal, I had so much fun revisiting this album. I mean, like I said, start to finish, no skips. Tony Braxton is one of my favorite artists. And um, yeah, I can't wait till we talk about um, other albums because... She has hits after hits after hits. I'm so glad we got to go down memory lane, talking about how her songs and her lyrics moved us. And I'm, uh, I can't wait till next week. So I think that does it for this edition of Remember Music Videos. Uh, we want to thank everyone who gave us a listen. A huge thank you to Tony Braxton for giving us something to talk about. Our theme music is by Audrey Harris Culper of Lady Socket. And if you want to see the music videos we discussed today, you can find them on our YouTube channel and Facebook. And give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMB Podcast. Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change, so keep checking. If you have any thoughts or if you have a favorite video you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button. Follow, subscribe, and feel free to give us a rating. Five stars only. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Baby! Until next time, bye! No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast.